up, everybody? This is Logan of the Bench Warmers Podcast. I'm sitting here with Jared, ready to talk some UK sports. No fancy football today. So, Jared, how are you doing? Just fine and daddy. Yeah, you look good. You look good, always. always. Yeah, well, same for you. So, all right, we're uh, two weeks away from football season. I guess technically it starts next week, but UK and majority of the schools start in two weeks. Well, less than two weeks, 13 days. I know I'm excited. I know if I'm excited, you're much more excited. I can't wait to sit and hold my daughter all day on a Saturday and watch nonstop college football and get absolutely nothing done and then feel guilty about it on Sunday, but that'll that'll come around on Sunday. So I don't care. But then then NFL starts, and I just don't get anything done all weekend. And I can't wait for it. That's going to be the highlight of every weekend. And Jared, are you excited? Yeah, of course I'm excited. You know, I mean, same as you. Like, as soon as it hits the weekend, um, I think we either have football starting – this upcoming weekend, which is week zero, we'll have like I think it's something like eight games or something. I think it's not. Yeah, it's eight yeah, it's, it's not many, but it's still football. And um, we've already got preseason going. I've got some Kentucky guys doing well. Um, but yeah, I mean, yesterday we. Uh, speaking of being excited, I'm so excited for basketball season, football season. Doesn't matter, UK sports, and. We went to Lex yesterday and got Eden this big bundle of like balls. There's like a baseball, basketball, uh, football, and we got like you know like the little Tykes um, basketball goals. We got one of those, yeah. and of course, you know, I had to you know show her how to show her how to put some balls in in, in the bucket. You know, I'm a bucket giver. Yeah, and uh, starting young, one year old, and she's already just dropping dropping dimes and dunking the the ball and i mean she's gonna be she's gonna be just like her good old dad she's been playing with a football she knows it's football season and yeah yeah she grabs a football runs around with it and giggles i remember at my grandparents house uh we had a little tykes basketball goal when i was a if kid. you didn't have and a little tykes basketball goal as a kid you did not have a childhood yeah, this was out on their old house on uh, Arlington Drive in Richmond, and it had a massive deck, and then it dropped down to a smaller deck that was basically like a perfect rectangle, perfect for a little tight basketball goal. Man, I was I was LeBron James on that sucker, and I tore that sucker down, and then they moved houses. I don't know where that goal ever went to, but I, there's some good memories I can vividly remember. It's white backboard, orange accents yep. with a blue post. Yep. You got the blue, just, and uh, you got the the orange around dude, it's every bit of it's yeah true you don't you're not a hooper if you didn't have a little tight oh, skill yeah. i mean i wouldn't say that. yeah i mean honestly you have i don't to. even it's, think you had to be a hooper to have one i think you just needed to be a kid and if you didn't have one you yeah. just your parents didn't raise you right sorry and every kid was their favorite basketball player on that on oh, the yeah. thing i mean whoever was your favorite you were that you know, you were that dude on that. On that I was court. out here acting so, like I was clean as a bookie or uh, dirt doing fadeaways, the leg being kicked bro. out. I was on purpose missing shots so I could do some crazy <laughs> windmill putbacks. And then that translated to when I was probably about 16, 17 years old and I was at playing basketball. And of all things, it was, <laughs> it was after my great grandma's funeral. We went down to a little basketball goal at my cousin's house because everybody was eating. Like they had served food, and all of us kids went down. Or all of us boys are about the same age, and we went down and play basketball goal, play basketball on, on a nearby goal. And it was an actual goal, but it was set down to like eight feet for some of the other kids. And on my cousin missed a shot, and that little tykes background came in, and I absolutely demolished one of my other cousins on a putback, and they still talk about it to this day. <laughs> Because I literally climbed over this kid. He was probably 12 and I was 16, 17. And I just, he, to this day, like, I don't think he comes around family because he's ashamed of what I did to him on that basketball court. It, little Tykes made me the basketball player I am. And I just love vicious putbacks. Good and days. Um, yeah, yeah, good days, man. I wish I could go back to those. Man, I'm, just I've been playing bit. on it like crazy, you know. It, it, I know. Back I in the know. days, and you're just like, you know, you can't help yourself. But. Yeah, if Carson gets one, I definitely will. I definitely Dude, as as will. soon as it's it's a smidge a bit tall, but uh, she's able to extend her arms and put put the ball right in the net. Like, 
She knows. She knows yeah. how to do it. She just can't quite. I mean, she can reach up there, but it takes her yeah. a little bit of effort, you know. But she's going to be a baller. I, I can know. already see it. I think she's going to be left-handed. Yeah. Yeah. The looks I, of it. Well, like she, it looks like her like dominant hand is left hand, but I'm left-handed. Yeah. I mean, I shoot. I do everything right-handed except right, and then I I write yeah. left-handed. But yeah, uh, my dad's almost the same way. He should have been right, or he should have been left-handed, but. Everybody that taught him taught him to do everything right-handed, yeah. but he can do almost anything left-handed. And I honestly, I'm honestly the same way in a lot of things, but I just always have used my right hand and everything. But I can't write left-handed. That's for one thing. But I can play sports and anything with my left hand. So, but I got dogs fighting underneath me. All right, so let's um, uh, being right. Um, oh boy, that <laughs> good segue. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. it. Um, Chris Rodriguez went the wrong direction and got himself in some trouble and got himself with a DUI and something else. We don't quite know what it is, but, um, unfortunately we, there was good news and bad news. Good news is Chris Rodriguez, um, won't miss the entire year and we will have Chris Rodriguez. The bad news is he's going to miss the Florida game and probably more. He's probably going to miss about three to four weeks probably the first month, um, which isn't terrible because, I mean, we don't really play anyway, play anyone other than Florida. We play Miami University, um, Miami, Ohio. Uh, that's the first game. Then we play Florida, Youngstown State, and Northern Illinois. So we actually should be fine running the ball and not really needing Chris Rodriguez. May, obviously, it's going to hurt the Florida game, but we'll, we'll see what happens down there. It's always tough to play down there. Yeah, and – this whole saga, I mean, it's almost been since the end of last season that we've known Chris Rodriguez did something wrong. And a lot of people say it is a DUI, but they're, like you said, there's something that goes with it. And people have said whether it was a domestic violence thing or whether or not it was some sort of, you know, misdemeanor or some, he got in some kind of legal trouble. They won't say exactly what it is. The university won't. And I, in one way, I wish that we knew, but Mark Stoops is a guy that keeps everything close. And he will let you know what you need to know. and But he won't shame his players or put the name out there, but he will discipline them. So this has been on at times. We thought he'd be on the whole season. Other times we thought he was completely kicked off the yep. team. Other times we thought he'd transfer. Um, there was even there was times where people reported that he was gone. And then, so here we go starting the season and he's still on the team and he's only going to miss three, three to four games. And like you said, the only big one's Florida. I'm not really worried about any of them, but we don't know what he did. And will we ever know? I don't know. Maybe it'll way down the line, but I don't think we'll know this season exactly what he did. But I'm happy to have him back for his talent. And I'm happy to see him for this season. He can break a lot of good records this well, year. I don't think he'll break many uh, records, will he? Not at this point. No, if he had a full season, he'd probably yeah. break records but but i don't think he will at this point he might he might have sailed that ship but he's i mean i guess in the in the big scheme of things even florida doesn't look like that good of a team they're projected on the lower half of the sec yeah, they're not gonna be good people are saying like oh anthony richardson he's good blah blah, blah. like dude we've seen him play last year He's not good. He's not very good. People are always got this potential. Potential does not, you know, go out on the field. You, maybe you got spurts like, oh, he's got this big play or, oh, he did this Man. throw. It was impressive. But he's so inconsistent that there was a reason he was not a starter. Okay, yeah, sure, maybe Dan Mullen's not the brightest tool in the shed. But um, the point is he's overrated. And Florida is definitely on the – the lower end of the SEC East, probably probably middle pack. I would say they're like they're Miss, Mississippi State level. I mean, Mississippi State's probably better than them, honestly. So, um, but I wanted to say this with Chris Rodriguez. Normally, what we've seen with disciplines, um, Stoops is normally or SEC or school whoever does the suspensions. Um, it's been shown that consistently for DUIs, it's normally only one week or one game, or it's normally one one game or one week. But we have seen like a half for okay, maybe he was just riding the car, but he was 
intoxicated or whatever. Like that's been a thing. So whatever the other three games are caused of, like why they're suspending you for the extra three games, that's kind of worrisome. It's kind of like, okay, the thing that they're not telling us, it, it could be anything. I mean, honestly, like you said, it could have been domestic. It could have been, you know, holding drugs or whatever it could possibly be. But whatever it is, it was definitely serious enough for them to be like, hey, the DUI is very mi- is minor compared to whatever the other thing is. Yeah, and it, I guess, you know, when you say it like that, you know, you can say something's bad until you see something worse, and you're like, well, that thing was in, you know, awfully minute compared to, you know, the worst, char- or the worst of the two charges. So whatever it is, you know, obviously he didn't do any jail time for it that we know of. I mean, he wasn't booked or anything. People would obviously find that if he was put in jail for any reason. So whatever it is, he got off, you know, the hook for it, but they still felt the need to discipline him. So whatever it is, I mean, I, for his sake, I hope he's, yeah, he got right and I hope the situation, you know, fixable and that he, you know, betters himself off this. But in the UK football terms, I don't think it's that big of a deal because I'm not really that worried about Florida. I feel like our team could can deal without Chris Rodriguez for one, you know, tougher game, but Florida's not good. They've lost a lot of talent. They've lost a lot of strength. So this year would be the one year you probably don't want to see Florida or you, you do want to see Florida without some of your best players. So I, I, I'm not worried about it, but it does still stink for him because I think that he, you know, could have brought, uh, broke those records, but he could have been a very, he could have had a great season. This is the year you really want everybody firing all, on all cylinders with the talent, the depth and all the tools that we have. So it is just a big distraction for, a great team. Um, everybody is reporting that the energy and the vibe behind this team is great, but the sore subject that nobody wants to talk about is Chris Rodriguez. Undoubtedly, they're probably tired of hearing about it. Um, they don't want to talk about it no more. He is the lone you know, blemish on this whole team. So they're very upset about it. And I just wish it wasn't a distraction to this team because this team can have the opportunity to do something great and to win the SEC East. I think that they could honestly have a good shot of beating Georgia if there's any year I think they could do it this year yeah, with the talent that they have. And I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I just wish he wasn't a distraction the first few weeks while this team tries to find their identity and get right with a new offensive coordinator. So, And the good thing is but, with um, – with, we, um, we have depth at running back. I mean, we have um, – of course, we know what we're getting from Cavassier Smoke. We have Michael Drennan looked good last year. He had his moments. Juton McClain's looked explosive. Transfer from Tennessee, D. Beckwith. He's apparently done pretty well. He's a massive. Six, yeah. five, two, five. Now, they'll probably use him more of probably like a, a wide receiver at being six, five, like as a red zone guy. But, dude, six, five is a running back. The picture of him next to some other big dudes in that running back room, he made them look like Well, because children. they are. They're all under six feet tall, like a normal human. And then <laughs> a normal running yeah. back, and he was like, he looks like a, a freaking ox down there. He is huge. He's jacked, too. I mean, he's not only 6'5". He, he looks exactly like Derrick Henry came back and put pads on for UK. Yeah. I'm like, dear God, I'd, there's no shot that I would be the guy meeting him in the hole to try to tackle him at full speed. I would be like, dude, just take, just, just go wherever you need to go. I want to live. I don't want to be, you know, destroyed the rest of my life in this turf. So yeah, he's huge. And then we have, like you said, then we have Lavelle Wright, who we seen very little from last year, but he looked solid when the little bit that we did see, like he only had like a handful of snaps against the blowout games like Bandy and Loserville and all those. And then we've had the, the star of training camp or, well, maybe not training camp, but of practices all summer. And that's Ramon Jefferson, Ramon Jefferson, whatever his name is. But apparently he has been the standout guy um, with him and Dane Key at wide receiver. Um, those two have just been absolute studs. And honestly, if we could, if our running game and our offensive line stands out, against Florida, we'll win that game. Like, if, at least from the things that we've seen, uh, we have a more balanced pass-catching core at tight end, at wide receiver. Um, we've got good height. We've got good size. 
Um, very decently well um, experienced, definitely a wide receiver. Um, so I think with the Chris Rodriguez suspension, the depth behind him, they'll suffice. They'll, they'll be fine. We'll, we'll be yeah. a-okay. I think you know, you know what you get out of Cavassier Smoke. Yeah. You get a Darren Sproles Explosive. type, speedy, speedy guy on the edge, pass catcher. What you need is another guy like Chris Rodriguez that can literally, you know, run straight up and down between mm-hmm. the tackles. That's what you need, and we have it with change of pace. We got no. we got multiple guys yeah. for change of pace, yeah. versatile guys yeah. like um, uh, Michael Drennan, who's also played wide receiver last year. Um, Juton McLean, he did a little bit of both. So what we've got, yeah. we've got some versatility I think, there. Right I think you have, you know, when you come talk about change of pace, I mean, Chris Rodriguez, Juton McLean, Michael Drennan, Cabasia uh, yeah. Smoke are four different uh, changes of yeah. pace. I mean, they're all four different styles of yeah. runner. You just find, and Mark Stoops has been always good with that with his running backs, is finding the right guy for the time and the team that you're playing. So I think we're fine, and it's just – you know, can we go down to Gainesville and pull it out again? Definitely. I think this is a team that you can really do that with. So, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think missing Chris Rodriguez is, is that big uh, that big of a deal. I do actually kind of think this is good for figuring out what talent you have and what, you know, who is his backup, who is the future behind Chris mm-hmm. Rodriguez. So, I think this could be a good time to figure that out. Who is that guy? But he's a... Uh, it's it is gonna suck because I really wanted everybody firing all cylinders. So it does, you know, it isn't the greatest thing. And I hope whatever situation he was in, he got it figured out. But but oh well. I mean, it is what it is. I, I just think that I think it's gonna be tough. But just for that game. But I think uh, overall, it'll be good. It'll be a good thing. I think we'll figure it out. Yeah. So uh, you want to play a little bit of a little bit of a game? Let's go. Games are always fun, right? Um, yeah, I love games. Love games. No, we'll, we'll, hey, can we before we play this game? Can I just say shout out to Vandy for having a ten thirty kickoff on the, this coming Saturday in Hawaii? Well, it's gonna it's gonna we're just gonna be so tired. Oh yeah, the Vandy Vandy players are definitely <laughs> gonna be exhausted. Vandy players after that game are gonna be dragged into an airplane. It's asleep. I mean, they're probably going to get beat by yeah, Hawaii. Just to lose by, tw- by three touchdowns. Yeah, can you imagine Hawaii. going to paradise just to lose? Yeah. So, oh. yeah. So, yeah. Let's play your game. All right. Your so, game. my game is basically, this is going to be a, a season-long thing. Uh, we'll keep track of who's done what, how things happen. Um, we're going to play win-loss game for the schedule. Uh, we probably right. won't do this for basketball, but you never know. Maybe I'll find a different game for us to play. Um, so we are basically going to go through the schedule. We'll say if we win or if we lose. And uh, we'll figure out later on, um, you know, how we deal with the winner. But whoever does the best, maybe we'll say, here you go. I'll, I got dinner. Dinner's on me or you buy dinner, depending, you know, loser buys dinner, basically. We'll see. We'll see what, what, right. what, what we've got going there. Um, since I made the game, I thought of it. It's a super creative game, obviously. I'll let you go first. So, Kentucky All right. versus the University Miami of Ohio. What do you think? All right, I'm I'm putting this down on a table so we know which okay. one we got. I, I'm obviously I think this is one. This one is a win. I think Miami's probably the most. I, well, I think Northern Illinois might be better than Miami, but I think they're a good test to start off throw. But I ultimately think we win. I think we win by thirteen. So, do you want to do scores with it? You just want to do? Wins? No, we'll do. Uh, if we get down to a tiebreaker, we'll probably do the tiebreaker as the bowl game because I'm sure we are both right, are expecting right. us to be in a bowl. So we'll do the score as right. the tiebreaker for the bowl game. All right, so I put it as a win. So I, will, I think we'll probably win by two touchdowns. And, of course, so I will also thing. say that we beat the Miami of Ohio Redhawks. Um, first, a quick fact. I'm going to make this very quick. First ever basketball game I ever went to, Kentucky versus the University of Miami, Ohio, for my brother's birthday. His tickets were actually given to him for his birthday, and we went. And I got Jody Meeks – no, I'm sorry, Joe Crawford's autograph on a three, the, the sign three. But 
Nice. Uh, nice. I guess I'll go ahead and say against Florida. I am going to say, since it's a 7 o'clock game on ESPN, seems like it's going to be a primetime game. The place is going to be rocking. Um, I do worry about our secondary. I feel pretty good about our linebacker core. I'm going to say, I'm going to say we win this one as well. So I'm going to say we start out 2-0 and against Florida. Oh, you're going to say win. I'm like you. I'm on the fence. I give us probably a 65% chance of winning. Yeah, I, I would so, say it's about a 55. I would say 55, 45. So, so I, yeah, I think in 13 out of 20 yeah. chances, I think we'd probably win there. So, but I, I say I'm going to go with my. It's going to be the usual, so. um, you know, very, very close, high, high and tight atmosphere, going crazy. Uh, you know, yeah. the beautiful college scenery. Fans going crazy. It's loud. The place is rocking. Close game. Uh, it's going to be one of those elite games this year. Oh, it'll be great. It'll be a great environment. Uh, I hate that yeah, place. I, I hate going. Everyone I hate, I hate hearing. I hate. I don't. I despise. Uh, I. Fun fact about Miami. I knew that Ben Roethlisberger played there. Miami of Ohio. But also, I did not know Brandon Brooks played there. Um, Philadelphia Eagle. I did not know that he played there. Florida. Um, I do say it's a win. I, like I said. Fun fact about them is my sister was dating a guy in high school. He was 6'11", huge guy, and he tried to come in our house one time to take my sister on a date wearing a Florida hoodie. I shut the door in his face and locked it and did not go back for 30 minutes. He stood out there by himself for 30 minutes, and my my mom said, Logan, did you know Kevin was here? I said, yeah, but he's wearing a Florida hoodie, so I'm not going to let him in. So, yeah, uh, not not in my house. That's absolutely not going to happen. Yeah, so, if you know, it, I mean, of course, you know, of course, the people who know me don't even bother. Uh, nah. Honestly, just if I even nah. see you in it, you're no get off the premises. Who, I know that you you're get, get out of here. I know your least favorite like rival no, or school it's against both, Kentucky. And it's, it's not. It's both. It, there's no like one or the other. It's both. End of story. You say so you hate it's Louisville and both. Florida. It's both. Okay. Yeah. Florida, I hate worse, and I don't. I think it's just because I had so many annoying Florida fans when I was in high school that you know came for me all the time because that was their peak of their basketball was between 2008 and 2014. They were annoying, but I will say, uh, I will say, I'm going to pick them for the win. All right, Youngstown State, easy. Yeah, w. that's a W. That's a good uh, that's the easiest team, uh, but I say W. You said yeah, W as well. I have no fun fact about Youngstown, Ohio. Do you want to? Yeah, see. I'll say one. Both our top pro- coaches, Vince Merrow is from Young uh, well, yeah. Ohio, yeah. and so is Stoops. So that's the fun fact of the day. Ron Jaworski okay. is their notable football alumna. Alumna. So, all right. Other than that, I have no idea who Derek Rivers, Avery Moss, David Rivers, Bob Thompson, or Andrew Ogletree are. Yeah, that means uh, next uh, game. Which you said that one first. <laughs> I will go with Northern Illinois, quick and easy. That's a dub also. Uh, yeah, uh, this team actually is pretty decent. I still think it's very much a win, but I, I think that they're probably, of the three early uh, smaller schools, I think they're probably the toughest one, but I like it that they're, they're our fourth game. Shout out, that'll happen right after my parents' anniversary. So happy anniversary to my parents early. But yeah, uh, that's an easy win for me. Just a good team, but still a win. So both of us start out four and zero. Do you have any Northern Illinois fun facts? Um, I I remember one of their quarterbacks from the NFL went there. I can see his face. I can see his name, but I can't put it together. Who is he? And um, I'm looking up. Uh, oh, Jimmy Ward oh, went there. Oh, okay, did not know that, surprisingly. Garrett Wool, uh, Michael Turner. Okay, so... I hear reverb of a baby crying. I'm keeping this in. Is it your baby or my yours. baby? It's gotta be. Oh, I don't okay. Know here, Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so yeah, I don't see any quarterbacks. No, there, there's one. I know that 100% for a fact, because that was actually yeah, there is one. Um, All right, while you, look, while you do the... Wait, did I do... You did this game, so I'll do the next one. You look that up. All right, University of Ole Miss. Now, shout out. I know you like Ole Miss, but I know in this game you will not like So, Ole quick Miss. question. Or so, not quick question, but it was Jordan Lynch. That's who I was thinking of. I could see it. 
Uh, Tip okay. of my tongue. He was a good player there. Um, he was a little bit of both. Uh, he's he's now their head coach. So there you go. I'm oh, okay. But I'm anyway, yeah, go ahead and Ole Miss. I'll, I got something for Ole Miss. Ole Miss. This is the first, I'm going to say Florida is a test, but this is, I think, the first major test of the how good is this team. I do think if we lose this game, it doesn't show us everything about this team. It doesn't mean this team is bad. This is going to be a true crazy environment. Florida's going to be a good one, but Ole Miss is going to be a, it's going to be a good team with a good environment. Um, I still, I think I'm 55% on us winning this. I think we're better. They have some unproven offensive talent, uh, quarterback wise, especially. Uh, but I, I do think we still end up winning this game. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I don't know their quarterback situation. Uh, the guy that transferred there. Uh, man, I've got these names on the tip of my tongue, and I cannot, I totally forgot, because he was a transfer. But um, I, I'm going to say this is a loss, unfortunately. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, but I do think this will be a loss. It'll be – yeah. I, I just think at that point, the new quarterback that comes in – man, I can't remember his name. But I think – yeah, I just think Ole Miss is just going to be ready to play that night. They're going to be more formed together by week five uh, after the first month of the season. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, on the road, one of the best – uh, tailgating places in all of the country. Um, I was actually going to get surprised. I was going to get us tickets to go to that game. Um, I tried yeah. to get them a few about a month ago, and logistically, it didn't really work. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a drive. It's not that bad. After it's not that bad. But you know, especially yeah. if you're going to go down there for like one night or whatever, like for the game, I think it'd be fun to be down there all day. The issue is it's a one o'clock game. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Which I think probably gives us a, you know, a a, a head because it's not a night yeah. game. You know, the Florida game is a night game, so maybe this will actually be reversed. Maybe we lose Florida and then we beat Ole Miss. Um, but yeah, I I was going to get us tickets, but logistically and the time, it did not work out. Yeah, I wanted to go there right. and party, so, but I'll- we're not going to be able to. So oh well. All right, so just looking up, I know I knew a few Ole Miss football players before. Did not realize that they have so much wide receiver oh, talent. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, they got a lot. You can think of Laquan Treadwell, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, DK Metcalf Dante Moncrief. Yep. I mean, they it goes on and Elijah on. Moore? The wide receiver, Elijah Moore, yeah. I mean, there's so they have so many notable football players. It's insane that you just wouldn't even think of that yeah, went there. A lot. That's it. Yeah. By um, good so, Lord. Eli, I mean, Eli Manning and Archie well, Manning obviously are the number two. But I, but I was talking yeah, about you know, just wide receivers. Yeah. All right. Well, so next uh, game, it's South Carolina. It's oh. at home. I think this is going to be game day. I think we're going to have a. Actually, I would say Georgia would be game day if we're both you know top tier. Um, oh, yeah. we're on a good stretch here. Okay. Yeah, this isn't going to be game day because we're going to beat South Carolina. We're going to have game day at Georgia. But we're going to beat South Carolina mm-hmm. because Stoops is mad and does not respect Beamer whatsoever because Beamer thinks he's cool. Yeah. And Stoops, just he's just mad right now. There's a bunch of stuff going on. We'll talk about that later. He's just he's just mad. He's on a tear. He's going to be coaching his team. We're going to be whooping some butt down there. Like We're going to do our thing. It, it's here in Lexington, yeah. so it'll be you. That'll probably be a seven o'clock game if I had to guess on SEC Network. If I yeah. had to guess, and it's going to be it, yeah. that'll be a fun game. That'll be a fun. And I think, in all honesty, I've since starting this podcast, I have so many people from Tennessee coming at me. Second might be South Carolina. It's not even Louisville. South Carolina fans come at me in DMs and in everything all the time. They are so proud of something they have not done. They've lost seven of the last eight against us, and they are so proud. I don't and know. And that why. one game and that they Mark beat Stoops us, are, it was like it was basically a defensive game. Like 
three of the touchdowns in that game yeah. were basically from defense. Like there was a yeah. a pick, it was like a pick six, and then there was here's a a fumble that shouldn't have been a fumble. It was like stupid stuff like that that happened. And the game was like what twenty and, to seven was the final score. Like wasn't even like a high profile game. It was just and Sawyer. That was the game Sawyer Smith was hurt after hurting himself in the Florida sense, game. Yeah. And our offense, yeah, looked horrible. And then Bowden that, took but, over. Well, not in that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. I remember because I was on a we cruise did. boat during there, and then to the next week. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but. And Mark Stoops earlier this week said that he was like, I'm not talking about Shane Beamer. He was talking about Shane Beamer. He was talking about how he wants to be the cool coach. And that's how he, you know, he does. He wants to go out and do hard work, not be the cool guy that wears sunglasses and does all these cool things. And then he was like, no, I didn't say that. Which Stoops, you were talking about Shane Beamer. You don't like Shane Beamer. You don't like South Carolina. It's okay. We don't like him either. So, I, again, I'm going to start 6-0. and We're beating South Carolina. I'm, I'm so, all right. University of Mississippi. Wait, sorry. That skipped a week. Mississippi State um, in Lexington. Thank God I don't have to listen to Cowbells. I hate the win there. Um, actually, these two games, South Carolina and Mississippi State, back-to-back. They both travel well. Both my, of their fans travel well. Yes. But they're the two stadiums I hate going to most. So I'm glad this is not two back-to-back road games and instead it's two yep. home games. I hate going to those places. One for the daggone rooster and one for yeah, the Cowboys. I hate that rooster uh, at South I, Carolina, but their stadium's pretty cool. Like, I like their stadium and like the way it's set up. And I, I like that, but yeah. oh, it's the noises. So obnoxious. I don't understand how the cowbell at Mississippi State is allowed, though. If teams can't use those little balloons that make noise, how can everybody in the world have a cowbell? Don't understand how how that. The, I don't even care if you have the noise things, but don't understand how you can have a cowbell. Those things are so loud and so annoying. You can't even hear the announcers at times. Those things are so loud. So Mississippi State. Um, I do think Mike Leach is a great coordinator. I am scared of this game. Honestly, I would think it's either fifty fifty. I'm going to give us, just for the proven talent and just for you know it being at home, I'm going to give us a slight edge. I'd say we 53%. So I'm going to say win and say 7-0, and but it's it's scary. This is, the, this is another game that kind of scares me. We're already ranked 20th. If yeah. we start out 7-0, and we're probably 10th. We might be 10th, depending of who falls and stuff like that. So that is that's a, that's strong. That's a strong statement to go into Knoxville, Tennessee. To face Tennessee being seven and zero, maybe that's a game day yeah. at this point. Yeah, that'd be a good game. I, I think, especially because you have two very contradicting mm-hmm. coaches. You have Mark Stoops, who is very nose down, get your work done, straight laced, and Mike Leach, who is the goofiest, wildest coach that has some of the weirdest schemes you've ever seen. Um, but so, what do you think? Win loss? I'm taking a win. Um, I think we'll be very angry from the performance that we had last year, which was the worst game that we played all year was at Mississippi State. They embarrassed us. Yeah, that was a frustrating game. Yeah, they embarrassed us. They kicked our butt. I mean, just straight up kicked our butt. Like, it was not good at all. And they'll be ready to play this year. Like, I will guarantee that. Stoops will have them ready to go. So, that's a win. And uh, All right. then coming into the next week, we got. Oh, here we go. I did say win. Well, so I think we will be six and one facing Tennessee. Um, I think it's going to be another close game. But look, we haven't won at Tennessee since what two thousand? When was it? What year was the last time we won? It was a few years ago. Oh. Di- yeah, we beat them in that where we just completely owned them. They had a well, the weird quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had every every quarterback. Yeah, they were running. Like, it was three years yeah. ago. I think. It's been three years since we won, but I just don't feel good about it. I don't know why. At Neyland. yeah, I, it, I would love I would love for us to win that game, but if we're being realistic, the chances of us winning down there. Honestly, Tennessee's had our number. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna say an L. 
I think it's going to be our second loss. Ooh. All right, listen. Like I told you, it's all Tennessee fans come with me. I have no idea why. I had to go to church with them. I have them in my DMs. I have all of them. They just keep tacking me. And I don't understand why. It's been 20 years since you've been relevant. <laughs> We're even more relevant, relevant than they have. I don't understand. It's like they they have the 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 swag like they just came off a championship, you know. They're like they're like that meme where that guy is like celebrating on the podium, he's popping bottles and then it zooms out and he's third place. That's Tennessee. I have no idea why you're why you're celebrating what you do every year when it's literally 5 and 7, 6 and 6 each year since Peyton left. I I'm tired of it. So, a while ago, I seen a meme, and it said famous college football sayings. And it was like, you, you know, the U, Miami, you know, hook them horns. And then it got down to Tennessee. It said, this is going to be our year. Again, you're not anything. I'm giving us a win. And actually, I think Will Levis comes out and destroys I feel that. Team. Dude, he would be so much fun. I, like, bringing out, like, he comes out there, runs over him, scores a touchdown, hurdles yeah. him, whatever. And you just drop a big T or whatever it is, you know, that'd be dope. And I think I really do think their quarterback's pretty good. I, I give him that. I, I he's mean he's pretty, fine. He's good. He's serviceable. Uh I think he's gonna be a better NFL quarterback. Um for you, you know, better better than someone like uh the the Mississippi quarterback or honestly even South Carolina's quarterback. The guy that transferred Spencer Rattler, Spencer Rattler. Um, I think he's better than him also because Spencer Rattler's got he's leadership issues. Like I, I don't care that I don't like that. But yeah. yes, Hooker Hendon Hooker is a good quarterback. Um, yeah, but you know, yeah, he's got a good arm. I just think I, I, you know what? I'm bold prediction. We're winning by seven. Oh, wow. Okay, coming in whooping their butt. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I'm tired. I'm tired of Tennessee. All right, Missouri. Missouri. At Missouri, in Columbia. At Missouri. The ugliest stadium uh, in the SEC. An, another team that somehow that they feel like we're their rival. Yeah, I have no idea. Team. I feel like they're really reaching you know, for some attention the SEC. You're not getting it. You're not from us. And we're beating them by 17 again. I, this team, again, I think is a team that has some decent players. They don't have Tyler Brady no more. Team. They whooped our butt with with Tyler Beatty last year. We're whooping their butt by three touchdowns in their own yes. home state. And I think that the, again, I think that they have some players that are good, serviceable, but not a good team. Three three touchdowns. I see us. You know, this is the start of you know the end of our road schedule. The next three games are all home games to finish the season. I think we go demolish misery, misery. Yes, misery, misery, misery before Bring we misery. before we start our homestand. Yeah. It, so yeah, I'm going to go with a going to go with a win by 17. You We're said undefeated. win by 21. Under, you've got us going undefeated right now. You have. Yeah, I knew where this was going to go. You have no idea. I've got two. I'm at so what I, uh, seven and two, and you're at eight. Nine, seven no? and two. I, I listen. Man, I used to be happy with seven and two. But I, I'm looking looking crisp here right here. I'm looking for a great season. All right. Vanderbilt, your turn. Uh win. Move on. Next game. <laughs> Come on. Shout out. I think they'll still be tired from this Hawaii game at this yeah. point. So uh, yeah, later, it's a, this, this team because they have no conditioning. They have no scholarship players. Their coach has national championship aspirations with one star recruits. I I don't if that would be, they would put that in film forever if he won the national championship at Vanderbilt. It's not yeah. going to happen though. So, uh, yeah, we're winning, and I think we win by thirty. Yeah, I would say so. that's an under. I, I could, I would not be surprised if we won by by forty two. You know, like I could see us well turn, but so I'll let you move on to Georgia. Oh, uh, we know, we know. All right, so I'm ten and zero going into. And I'm eight and two at the. At this point, yeah, we used to be happy with eight and two. I'm not even happy with eight and two anymore. So, Georgia, we go into this week. 
We play Gonzaga in basketball right after this. We'll be going crazy in Lexington. November 19th. That's right after my sister's birthday. She's going to be that. I couldn't imagine a better birthday weekend than literally Georgia and Gonzaga the weekend after. It's going to be a rocking weekend. I wish that we played Gonzaga at home, too. That would be great. So, hear me here. So, I think Georgia has a lot of talent to replace. You think? I think they had like what, five first I, rounders, and then they had George Pickens go like two o two. Yeah, they had. They lost a lot of people even throughout. And Kobe Dean went really yeah. late because of injury. So, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but still, great talent. Hmm. What are we saying? Man, this is this is tough. You going undefeated? I give it. I'm going 45. I listen, I'm 45 percent Kentucky right now. Okay, I'm 45. That that's that high. high. Usually people, usually people, a lot of people are like 20, 25 percent. But I, this team has a lot to replace. Now it's Georgia, much like Alabama. It's always next man up, and they always got a bunch of studs behind. You know, they got thoroughbreds. You know, all the way through their roster. We got some dogs, and that atmosphere is going to be insane. It's going to be rocking. That might be the loudest Commonwealth Stadium's been. If we're if we're ten to zero, like I predict, that'll be the loudest Commonwealth Stadium has ever been. I don't know that Florida game. I just the Florida game last year when we got when we blocked the field goal, and then and yeah. then when we. Beat South Carolina. I was there. Me and Bree both were there, rushing the floor, rushing the floor, rushing the rushing the field. That place was unbelievable. But if we beat a top two team in Georgia, I'm gonna say top two and not two. Oh, listen, hey, last year I said Georgia was best football team in the country. And then they went on to lose to Alabama. And I said it afterwards, too. I said Georgia is the best football team in the country. Well. But they have so much defensive talent to replace. They do. And so much. And I think Stetson Bennett. Sucks. Is overrated (laughs) as can be. I think that this man literally, I could have went out there and threw footballs with that defense. All you had to do was hope for one prayer, and you had some of the best wide receivers in the whole nation. George Pickens has came out and been a ball. Like I said, all, all who's crazy. been on George Pickens since all, day one for the last three years? I've been on George Pickens for a long time, but you have been ahead of me, and you have been the, his advocate. Shout out to him spraying water bottle at a Tennessee player because he fell over all because right. whatever reason. Man literally stood over him. Squirt of water in man, his face. Love it. Man threw a Georgia Tech player into Man's the wall. Done a lot of Never Man's forget. Done a lot of bad, bad, bad knocks over a player on purpose once a game. W. Typed it in. I'm going W. We're beating w. Georgia by by seven. That's and tough. I will. We'll take them. <laughs> I'll go buy. I'll go buy a crappy couch off Facebook Marketplace to burn on my street. You go ahead. I'm giving. It, don't make me change my mind. We're we're winning by seven. Kentucky versus Georgia, Saturday, November nineteenth in Lexington. Possible game day, seven o'clock game. Commonwealth Stadium is rocking, losing its top, and then Will Levis. Imagine this. Fourth and one. Can you hear the music? On the two. We've got Dane Key going one-on-one against whoever their corner is. Probably a five-star. Played a national championship game. We've got Chris Rodriguez in the backfield. All of Georgia's D-line. They've packed the box. Seven seconds left. They motion. Chris Rodriguez right up to the line. They bring Dane Key in on another motion. Will Levis straight down the middle. Touchdown right over the top. The Wildcats win. 
They beat Georgia in Lexington. The one of the biggest upsets of all time since LSU. The Wildcats are doing it. We're doing it. We're man, winning Georgia. Man. We're winning the SEC East. We're going to do it. I thought you were going to do one of those things where it was like they score in the final seconds, only to lose by forty-two. <laughs> I feel good. Look, I thought that's I feel where, good. I think. Right. I think I, they're going to be ready to play. They're going to have a rest a, a, a rest game against Vandy at home. They won't have to travel all week. Georgia is going to have to. It's go, it will probably be a night game, and they're going to be ready to play. They will be ready to play. I think that and yeah, all and, and I think, it's going to be sold out if it's not already sold out. They're going all in. We're going all in. And I I think Stoops and company are. Tired of hearing that you're George's little brother too. I think it, we beat that when we you okay. Know, look, we're a basketball. Beat Florida we a few don't times. do these things. Like yeah. this is a huge game for us. Now for Georgia, this yeah. is just another football game. Like this is this is like us playing, like us playing South Carolina. Like it's just another game. You know, it's another in in conference game. Like it is what it is. But for us. Yeah, it's you know Vandy playing Tennessee. It's us playing Georgia. Yeah, I think he's just tired. I think he wants Kentucky to be respected. This is another hoop to jump through to get his respect, and he'll jump through it. I don't even think he'll jump through it. He'll he'll run through it like it's a daggone brick wall. So I I, I like it. I, I already had you typed in an L because I thought for sure you were going to be they lose by forty two. But all right, so, so we've got we've got right. one game left. Uh, you've got, I'm 11 you've got us 11 and 0 undefeated. Both of us, we're green. We're we're the biggest. We're the big brother. They're not. They're not even relevant. They're nothing. We're winning this game. Yeah. Like it's, we've yeah. won by seven trillion the last however many like ten years or whatever it is. An average of 33 points over three years. Yeah, like, uh, this team, they don't have the talent. They don't, they don't have, have the depth. They're not. Yeah, they don't have nothing. We're winning. I think we even win by 35. Yeah, I would say about 55. Okay, that will be the best day of my life. Would you be surprised? No, absolutely not. I would not be surprised. But, again, every time we beat Louisville in anything, I I want to just sit back on my porch and smile about it. So... All right, so I go twelve and zero. I'm going twelve and zero. We're going to the we're going yeah. to the gym. We're going We've to play. We got a. We'll do the we'll do the uh, bowl game score once it gets closer. You know, it, it, how things yeah. go, but yeah. You know, All right, let's wrap up with some of last weekend's drama with some Bahamas. Yeah, we got some basketball talk. Different. All right, so real quick, uh, we don't have to talk about the athletic department situation. That's enough that's been talked about. I, I will have another opinion on that another day. Let's talk about the good Bahamas. Great trip. Uh, I think, honestly, the first Dominican game, those were, that was against some grown men. Those were, they yeah, came out saying, boys. we're going to play the young, we're going to play the under 20 or under 21 team and ended up playing some guys that were 27 years old. Those are some, those are some guys that have some professional experience playing, you know, all around the globe, not just, you know, not NBA talent, but guys that have been playing basketball a long time. Some guys that are in good condition and, and all four of those games really made me excited for different players. And did I see some weaknesses this team has? Sort of. Um, well, it's um, yeah, it was what you know, August you, at the time, so yeah, shooting could be an issue. But honestly, by the time it got to that last game, the Bahamas, they were so tired. Yeah. My God, four games four of basketball four games five in five. MLB days. doesn't even do that. And no. they're playing baseball. And even if that, and if yeah, even if they did, they're not running up and down the court the whole yeah, like time. Like baseball is not even a sport, so the, they have no energy. Like they just swing a stick and yeah. catch a ball, like whatever. And so I'm not disappointed about anything no, I've seen. Not at all. Um, can't be. I can't. I can't find anything to be disappointed about. Uh, two players I was really, I was, I was really impressed with. Well, I'll say three. Uh, my first one is Aduthiero. Looked really good. Uh, I've had, no, and I think it was the fact I had zero expectations, and he ended up coming out and looking really good defensively and really stout. And the fact the kid is six six, he showed up to campus near six two, and he's six six, and the kid has a he's built. 
he's got a good chest arm definition. I was like, this kid's stacked for what he is. He had great defensive instincts. Uh, read pa- passing lanes a few times more than anybody else. Probably yeah, his read defensive passing instincts lanes. are off the charts. He's great. Yeah, off the ball. he would be a great corner. I'm sure Mark Stoops is watching that thing, and I need that dude at mm-hmm. corner. So, I, and then another player I liked, uh, Antonio Reeves, great shooter. His shot looks so good each time. It's very consistent, a good fluid yep. motion, and it it barely touches the rim at times. And then my third player is Chris Livingston. Great, great basketball player. Very instinctual, great passer, great shooter. Thoroughly impressed top to bottom with his production and his maturity. He looks so mature on the basketball court. He doesn't ever look flustered. He looks, honestly, he looks like a anywhere between an older sophomore to junior level when it comes to his basketball instincts. He's very, very mature on the basketball court. So I, those three players are just, you know, three that really impressed me. Everybody thoroughly impressed me. And I, okay, I can't even say, I can't forget Damian Collins looked phenomenal. Yeah, I there. think Damian Collins, <laughs> Damian oh Collins was gosh. probably my favorite player to sit there and watch because his, his improvement, his development, I should say, from this year to last year, Wow, what a difference. He was a stud. I mean, he was junior year Nick Richards. Absolute stud. Yeah, exactly what I thought. And and then for me also, of course, you know, I was very – I was happy to see CJ out there playing. You know, I think he was definitely had some rust. You know, he seemed a little bit – Yeah, but he didn't play basketball in 18 months or something like that. So, I mean, I give him the pass, and he's – his defense looked good too. His defense was actually Cal was talking about how good his defense was for somebody that had went that long. He his shot was a little off, like you said, knocking off the rest, but defensively he looked he looked good. So. And I mean, how do you think this team's going to compare to from last year's? I mean, it's going to be better. Right. I, it's definitely going to be better. I think it's going to be better in so many different ways. Defensively, um, it probably not. I don't even. I don't know how we could be more efficient than we were last year. I mean, we were like what third in the country in offensive efficiency. I, I mean, I would yeah, obviously team, I think, be still... surprised if we were number one. And that's uh, most teams that are top three are very slow playing styles. But man, yeah. we're going to be playing fast. So. We're going to be shooting the ball. I think we'll. I think we're going to shoot the ball really well, especially come you know actually getting up to speed, feeling good in the offense. Um, yeah. So, and another player we didn't we forgot to mention was Jacob yeah, Toppin. Looked, looked really good, good too. Uh, D- another him and Damian Collins both do not look like the same kids we saw on a basketball court six, less than six months ago. So, all right. Uh, I, the game I want to play, real quick game. Uh, it doesn't have to go in, in, in as deep as depth as uh, as the other. Uh, let's compare player to player, just not all of them. But a lot of them, what we had last year and what we have okay. this year. So, are, are you down yeah, to play that game? All right, let's see. Let me pull up the. I want to have a more easier readable option to. Uh, okay, whatever. All right, so let's just start player to player. Jacob Toppin this year compared to last year. Totally different player. So, do you think that's an improvement or same? Uh, He's improved. Yeah. I mean, he's improved. I don't think, I'll say this. I don't think he's improved as much as Damien has, but I think he, he's, it's definitely noticeable that he's gotten better. Yeah. He was pulling up threes pretty good. Yeah. I I never thought that would be him after last year. All right. You know, we have also, I'm going down for an order of numbers. So CJ Frederick obviously didn't play last year, so we have nothing really to base it off of, but I'm just happy to see him yeah. on the court. So we don't really have to get his leg about severe, severe Wheeler, I think is ultimately mostly the same, but I think the improvement everybody else does help him out. Uh, I honestly, I think he was really, really good last year. And this year, what needs to change is him just feeling good, getting the ball out of his hands. <laughs> if that makes sense, like he's yeah. good without having the ball in his hands. Like, get rid of the ball. The longer he has the ball, the worst of a player he is. Because he shows his deficiencies of being able to dribble. Like, stop dribbling. Just move the ball. You're a great passer. And I think, 
in a lot of the the Bahamas games, he actually when he just drove, dished mm-hmm. it real quick. He he, it was great. His shots were going. He when he was very, you know, punctual with what he was doing with the ball. He it was great. He, he either shot it or he got rid of it. And that, but when he thought about it too much, he dribbled too much, or he took a bad shot. That's when it wasn't good. So next, I'm going to compare a Duthiero to Brass Hawkins. Much better, much to better. The, um, offensively, yeah. he's probably not going to be as good offensively. I think. I mean, it's kind of tough to say a guy who left because he didn't feel. I feel like he probably just didn't feel comfortable in what was going on, uh, just offensively. I don't. I don't know if he just quite fit the system very well. Uh, he he looked good at times, but I think. These two guys are two completely different players. I think Bryce Hawkins is a better yeah. offensive player because he couldn't move his legs. Adutiero is absolutely a defensive star. Um, he's yeah. so much quicker, so much more agile. We don't need him to score because we have all the other guys. So I think it's an improvement. Honestly, yeah. we need. We, I think it's yeah. an improvement. I think he honestly is pretty decent offensively. They both remind me of players that you know are bench players that. Won't be on the floor all the time, but you need a good five to ten minutes of production mm-hmm. out of. I think you get much better production out of a dude, the arrow, in, in a ten-minute span. So, next one, Damian Collins from this year compared to last Two year. Two different players. Significant, Two, yeah. significant improvement. 100%. That's why I'm, I'm going to say 2021 Damian Collins is much worse than 2022 Damian Collins. I don't know what they did with him. But they put him in the Captain America super we, chamber, and he came out a different. We play. seen, we seen. He was getting. I think he's just got that drive. I really think he's just. He's going to be a, a phenomenal NBA player because he's able to just work on his craft himself. And we've seen it this year, hundred percent. That's what I bet and he the, will go. He might even consider leaving this year. Now we, we haven't even started the season. Now, as long as everything yeah. goes as we think it will go. I think he will probably get drafted and maybe even in the first round as tall as he is, as lengthy. Uh, We've seen the blocks he could do. Have mercy. That man was destroying people's souls. And, and the dunks. Yeah, the dunks. And he was blocked a three-point shot with two hands. The dunks were absurd. Like, this man, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a starter. I genuinely would not yeah. be surprised if he was a starter. Yeah. So, I- and his three-point block with both hands was one of the most athletic, freakish things I've seen. He blocked it with both hands at its crest, at, at the, like as it left the dude's hand at the top point. It, it's insane. All right, Antonio Reeves. I am going to compare him to Davian Mintz. Who do you think is better? Who do I think is better uh, at this point? As a they're two different players. I think Mintz is a much better defensive player than Reeves, but Reeves is a much better. Do you, okay, what about player. what about Reeves versus Kellen Grady? Uh, that's that's better. But if you say that, I think I think Reeves is just a better scorer than both of them. I don't think he's better defensively than both of them. I think he's actually a smidge a bit worse. But I I don't. He just needs to cover his ground, kind of like play like a, you know, his yeah. area. If he just kind of if he's there, he can he'll be fine. Because we got other guys that are just you know outstanding defensively. Grady and him have prettier shots. I do, I do give Reeves the edge just because his shot looks so consistent. And he can do anything. And he, he can drive. Like, yeah, Grady can't drive. Yeah, Grady's not quick enough. Um, Grady can just stroke it yeah. if he's just open and set his feet. But Reeves can do it off the bounce. He can do whatever he wants with the ball in his hands. And I think the better defensive effort as a team does help yeah. Reeves yeah. out because you don't have to depend on him so much to be a defender. All right, next one. I'm not going to worry about great Grant Darbyshire. I'm not going to worry about him. Shout out Grant Darbyshire. Kaysen Wallace versus Ty Ty oh, Washington. This is the best. This is the best comparison from last year to this year that we've had so far. Um, other than you know the ones comparing one to another or to their same same self, just improving. Um, this one's so tough because Ty Ty was hurt quite a bit. And I think whenever he went down, we didn't have the depth. This year, I think we have the depth. Yeah. So, I, as much as I love Tata, and when he was healthy, if I'll say this: if it's a healthy Tata, it's tough to say Casey Wallace. But if we're comparing just from what we seen last year to what we expect Casey Wallace will do this year, 
I'll probably have to lean Kaysen on this one. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm defensively. I think Kaysen is much much better. Offensively, Tai Tai was talented wise, but he. And Tata didn't have Tata's three pointer was not consistent either, though. So either either of them don't, and we really didn't see a lot of Kaysen's three point shot over the. Because he can beat anyone off the dribble. He's so quick. He's just got that ability for his legs to get around the other defender. Like he's so fast, and he's so much. Tata was crafty, but but Kaysen's much more athletically talented. So I'm gonna say that's a good. Yeah, I, I really like how you said that. That's tough, and just for I like Kaysen, and I think Kaysen actually will be better. But just until the you know middle of the season, until I know what I'm talking about, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give the edge to Tata, and I want to see what Kaysen does. Okay, I want to see what he does because Tata was so much better than I thought, but they're they're so similar that I don't know who to give the yeah. edge to. So just because we've seen Tata, I'm gonna give okay. It to that's Tata. Good. all right. So next one, Chris Livingston, Livingston. Dion Brooks, Chris Livingston. Livingston, Chris Livingston is my favorite come- player so far. Well, I mean, besides the players that are coming back, obviously, Living—he's my favorite freshman. I'll say that, or coming in new newcomers yeah. like Reeves. Livingston's a stud. He's going to be the most underrated player on this team. He's going to be slept on, and he, oh man, he's so good. He's so good. He's great defensively. He's got and extending. He's so good at grabbing the ball from rebounds. He can defend. He can block shots. He can attack the rim on fast breaks. He can attack the rim with the ball in his hands, like off the dribble. He can shoot threes. We've seen it. He, wow, he can shoot. He's strong. Yeah. He's long. Yeah. Oh man, I love me some Livingston. And he wears my one of my favorite numbers, if not my favorite number, twenty four. And Kalina I think Ibuki. that his, yeah, Kalina, Kalina's eight foot long arms. So. I, I think in one weekend he showed me more potential and more excitement than Keon showed me in yeah. two years. And I love Keon. I think he was a good kid, but he just didn't have the factor that Chris Livingston is bringing. Chris Livingston is instinctual. He's very talented. He's very crisp, and his shots are so so good. His he just he's a good yeah, basketball. Keon he literally great does playing in a zone at Washington, um, being lazy on yeah. defense, just like he was for us. But he'll also have that length on the offensive end in a Pac-12 defense that doesn't have defense. So, yeah, Keon, yeah. have fun. We'll go win a chip without you. It's fine. Yeah. So, wow, that so was yeah, Chris I, did, I like Keon. I didn't mean to take uh, it on that. that yeah, just shot, just shooting shots. Oscar compared no last year. last year's. Like, I, come on, player of the year, unanimous dude. Come on. <laughs> I mean, Oscar is going to be great this year. His numbers won't be the same with this team around him. Oscar was a, a one-man show last year. Oscar last year, it's not even close. Oscar. I think, honestly, it's more important for Oscar to show individual talent and improve himself as yeah, a shooter and what for what he wants. This is purely to improve his NBA draft stock. We know who he is. His numbers will not be the same, but if he can show improvement as a you know NBA player, a potential NBA player, that's what he needs to come out and do. Uh, we know who he is. If we need him to go out in a game and get 20 and 20, he can do that. It's just impossible to compare him. So uh, I think we're finishing up. Lance Ware still can't shoot a shot. Looks so bad offensively, but still a dog. And I will give him an improvement for just being tough and being a defensive player. So I I think that he's basically the same. So if same, but just probably a little bit defensively better. That's um. Man, I like me some Lance Ware. He's a bully. When we need a scrappy He's, player, Lance Ware is going to come in there, be annoying, be a beast. Lance Ware does the tiny things. Like, he, he talks at smack, he backs it up, he'll beat you up. Like, we don't need him to even be a stat stuff or, like, grab, you know, if a rebound comes to him, he's big enough body-wise, he's strong enough, he'll grab it. Uh, you know, if he gets an yeah. offensive rebound, just put it up. He can dunk it. Like, if, as long as he's not on the free throw line and Lanceware is just on the floor, just being Lanceware, being a big, big dude, talking yeah. smack, being a bully, honestly. You're putting him in. 
you're putting him in there for a few minutes to give your team energy yep. and a defensive yep. boost. You do not need him nope. for offense. You're not going to use him for points. Just let him be who, you know, let he him be the defensive role. player that gets your team out of That's, a, that's yeah. the thing with where not, he knows his role, and that's what he's perfect for. It's yeah. perfect for this team. It's perfect from last year's team, too. He did great in that role. So, yeah, he energizes his team when it needed it. So, all right. I think overall we had majority improvements. No real, you know, I think this team is just an improved version of last year. So, but fun fact, the last player to wear number 31 before Kellen Grady was Dale Brown in 1992. I don't know. That's a weird fun fact. It came up on my screen. I had no idea that nobody wore 31 for 30 years. All right, so that's it. That's all I have to talk about. You have anything else you want to bring up before we leave? No, nope, that's about it. Got to go in here and watch some football. All right. And eat. Go watch some football. Have some yeah. good dinner. Guys, we're going to get back to you because I'm going to make a plan, and we're going to actually record again this week, and I'm going to release another one. We have uh, a cousin of mine, a good friend of mine, that wants to come in and give us some football insight. He's been in the football room or football practices, been with this team for a while. He want, he said he wants to talk to me about some We've things before. Get recorded. Yeah, we've had him on for Dylan Ballard. I think that he wants to join us and be he's involved. Our in. I'm excited to hear what he's he got said. Great stuff yeah, he's on Twitter. Our, he, uh, I love, yeah. I love his Twitter. He, he's got a lot of good shout, stuff. shout out Dylan Ballard on a uh, uh, Dylan Ballard on a uh, Twitter. He's he's a great cousin of mine. He has great insight, and he's he's honestly living his dream. Yeah, I'm happy great. for him. So, you guys uh, go check him out, and we'll get with you all in the end of this week. Y'all have a good one, Jared. You have a hey. good one. Peace. See y'all. Thank you.